What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode here on the T. Clark Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, Tommy Clark, and today we're discussing a really common mistake I see athletes make all the time. And I hear this a lot when I'm talking to different athletes all over the place, on Instagram, in person, wherever. I ask them, like, what, is your, what does your nutrition look like? What do your eating habits look like? And they respond, oh, you're pretty healthy. Cool. What does that even mean? Eating healthy can mean so many different things to so many different people. It's not very exact. And really, when you're looking to take your, like you're, you're looking to use nutrition to take your performance to the next level, you got to be a little bit more exact, a little bit more precise with what you're doing and plan and plan out what you're doing a little bit more effectively. So that's what we'll dive into in today's episode. But before we get into all that good stuff, a couple quick announcements to make. As always, if you find this episode helpful in any way, shape, or form, it would really mean a lot to me if you went ahead and shared it with at least one other person who you think would benefit from this information as well. The goal with the podcast is really to coach you for free and provide as much free, valuable content as possible. So if you know someone who would benefit from this, like another athlete, a coach, a parent, your friend, your coworker, whoever, anyone who you think could benefit from this sort of information, it would really mean a lot to me if you went ahead and shared the podcast with them. So I really appreciate that. And secondly, if you haven't already, I would definitely recommend going and checking out the Athlete's Guide to Nutritional Periodization. It's a free 75-page, nine-chapter ebook that I wrote. Literally takes you step by step through the entire process that I use with all the athletes I work with in order to build out their nutrition plan, in order to build out a plan for them that's going to get them optimal performance when it really matters, and also teach them how to stay healthy and injury free and illness free. For the most part, of course, you can't stay completely injury free, um, although we all wish we could. Um, but I'll teach you how to build out that plan for yourself. Just go click the link down below, enter in your name, your email, and the ebook is all yours completely free. So definitely check that out. And last thing, as always, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much uh, for tuning in and uh, choosing my podcast to listen to. To listen to, um, I really appreciate it, and it really means the world to me that you show your support. So I really appreciate that. And without any further ado, let's get into today's episode. All right. So in today's episode, like I said, I want to discuss a really common mistake and error in thinking that I've seen a lot of athletes. And like I was saying in the intro. Whenever I talk to athletes and ask them, like, what does your nutrition look like? What do your eating habits look like? I always hear, oh, I eat pretty healthy. Oh, you're pretty good. I eat pretty clean. What does that really even mean? You got to dig a little bit deeper than that and plan your nutrition a little bit more um, deliberately and effectively to actually achieve those levels of performance that you want to achieve. And we'll talk about that in today's episode. But really, first things first, if you're an athlete listening to this, I challenge you to go a little bit deeper. Like, how are your eating habits? How is, your, how is your nutrition currently? And eating healthy really just doesn't cut it because it's really relevant to the individual. Like depending, like your nutrition plan as a high-performing athlete is going to be very different from the nutrition plan for a sedentary office worker. So like what's healthy for them might be completely different from what's healthy for you. Of course, there are some like shared factors around all this stuff like micronutrient-dense foods, plenty of vitamins and minerals, the appropriate amount of calories for the activity that you're doing. But it really comes down to the individual and what you're doing, what your sport is, what your preference are, what your lifestyle is. So really dig a little deeper. And one way, the way that I want to talk about today that you can plan out your nutrition really effectively over the course of the entire year, and honestly, over the course of your entire career, is through using a concept called nutritional periodization. If you're an athlete or a coach, you've probably heard the term periodization thrown around a little bit, at least here and there. And typically, it's referred to in the context of training, like periodizing your training. Um, like with strength cycles, hypertrophy cycles, all these different things, periodizing how you train in the weight room and in the gym. 
like for, for example, a basketball player, you might focus on shooting for a certain training block. Then you might shift your focus more towards ball handling to kind of tighten up your holes there. And then you might shift your focus towards speed and agility work and all that different stuff. So you're shifting your focus of your training depending on the goal of that training cycle. And just like during, during the in-season phase, maybe you're not focused on improving, you just focus on maintaining so you can maintain your off-season gains. It's the same thing with your nutrition. It's really no different. Just like you have different training phases throughout the year, you also have to have different nutrition phases. And the, the action plan for each phase, the nutrition plan for each phase, the calorie and macro prescription for each phase is going to be different depending on the phase that you're in. Like, for example, your nutritional demands that your body is being placed under during the in-season phase when you're competing day in and day out, week in and week out, is going to be a lot different than the demands of the postseason phase when you're not competing at all when you're maybe training very infrequently, when you're just focusing on recovery and not, you don't have that much energy output. The nutritional demands are going to be very different. And if you're just going by the motto, I eat healthy, you're not really maximizing the goal of either of those phases. Like during in-season, performance is number one priority, hands down. This is what you're getting paid to do. It's what you're getting the scholarship to do. It's what you're doing to try and get that scholarship. So you've got to perform. During the postseason phase, you've got to recover. Performance really isn't a priority anymore because you don't have to compete right now. You don't really have to train that hard right now. Performance isn't the number one priority. The number one priority is recovery so you can perform later down the line. And just like your training and your competing lines up with that, your nutrition also has to line up with that. So the different strategies that we use during each of these different phases, so there's four main phases. Like we talked about in-season, we talked about post-season, you also have off-season and pre-season. The strategies that we're gonna use in each of those different phases is gonna be dependent on the goal of that phase. So like I was saying, during the in-season phase as an athlete, this is where you make your money, this is where you earn your scholarship, and all that great stuff. So, or this is where you just destroy the competition if you're, do, if you're doing it recreationally. Nothing wrong with that at all. Like I'm, I'm playing basketball, I have no end goal with it, I'm just having fun. Um, so there is that as well. During the in-season phase, this is when performance is the number one priority. When it doesn't matter if you have a shredded six pack or maybe you're not feeling like maybe feeling a little bit run down towards the end of the season. Like at that point, it's just like, suck it up, dude, you got to perform. This is what, this is prime time. This is uh, what you've been training all year for. So your nutrition has to support performance. So what does that typically mean? Typically means maintenance calories at a minimum, maybe a slight surplus. Speaking from experience playing basketball at the college level, whenever we got in season, it didn't matter how many calories I ate. I always seemed to lose weight. So sometimes it's just kind of damage control in terms of that and really just allowing you to perform to the best of your ability. So that typically means higher calories and specifically higher carbs to allow that increased level of performance. During the postseason phase, the goal is recovery and you're, you don't have very high training demands or competition demands. So what does that mean? Typically we go down to maintenance calories. Um, if you were in a slight surplus, if you were at maintenance during the in-season phase, you just stay there. And then the main difference is lowering carbohydrates because of the decrease in training demands. Because remember, what are carbohydrates? Carbohydrates are your body's source of fuel for that high-intensity activity. If you're not doing a ton of high-intensity activity, you probably don't need a ton of carbohydrates. Now, does that mean to go keto? Absolutely not. You don't know. You don't have to. Just relatively low carbohydrate. So for example, for me, during my season, I'm eating like 525 grams of carbs. So during that postseason phase, maybe I'm just throwing a number, don't take this and run with it, but just hypothetically, 
like 200 grams of carbs would be relatively low carb. But for, again, like the average like office job worker, 200 grams of carbs is pretty moderate or maybe even kind of high if they're not training. So it's very relative. But during postseason, you would facilitate recovery by lowering carbs, increasing fat to facilitate the recovery to help manage inflammation, to help restore hormonal health. Because what do we know about that? Fat provides the building blocks for the hormones in our body or some of the hormones in our body. Some of the hormones are fat-based, cholesterol-based. Um, some of the hormones are actually protein, like peptide-based. So side tangent, but uh, we increase the fat to support hormonal health, specifically steroid hormones like testosterone and stuff like that that can get kind of depleted um, as you're going through that very stressful in-season phase. We got to take some foot, our foot off the gas and kind of restore that. Um, also managing inflammation, specifically omega-3 fats are great for that so that you'll find in fatty fish. Um, and also nervous system health and all that great stuff. So the combination of taking foot off the gas with the training as well as upping the fats, lowering the carbs a little bit, keeping protein relatively moderate is gonna be the approach. And I know I'm going kind of fast here, not really like breaking everything down in super detail. I'm a relative like super detail for me. I'm super long-winded as you know. Um, but if you want like the full breakdown of like step-by-step -step how to do this, this is literally the topic of the book that I wrote. And it's free. So definitely just click the link down below, check it out. You'll see like, I think there's nine chapters taking through all the stuff. So definitely give that a read. If you want like a more like step-by-step, -step, here's exactly what to do breakdown. But this episode is more just like the general concept of it. So that's postseason. The next phase after that is off-season. And off-season is really where you have a lot of freedom. For most athletes, I would say it's most beneficial to focus on performance here as well. Because if you're able to perform better in your off-season workouts, you're going to probably build more endurance, get stronger, and you're going to be able to push harder during your skill sessions and be able to recover from them, which is going to facilitate more skill development. Now, with that being said, if you're an athlete that wants to pursue a six-pack, wants to get lean and have been there, now would be the time to do it. Although I would caution you, if you're going to try to get lean – Get lean because it might benefit your sport. I know I just released a podcast saying how that was a bad idea, but in some cases it might be justified, uh, especially if, if you have a bit of body fat to lose. Like this now will be the time to to lose that. I wouldn't like go into a cut mid-season, um, but now in the off-season, if you have some body fat to lose, you really feel like it would help you to lose that body fat, then now will be the time to do that. Now, again, if you're already relatively lean and you're just doing it for vanity's sake because you want that six-pack, you can do it. Just understand you might be taken away from some potential gains that you could see going into the next season. Um, so just understand that. But if you're cool with that, you're cool with that potential consequence, if getting the six-pack is more important to you than showing up next season and getting that starting spot back, go for it. You can do it in a safe manner during the off-season. And now look. If you want, because off-season, if it's a longer off-season for you, like, for example, I play basketball, so I use that as, a, as an example. It's a pretty decently long off-season. So if you want, and typically, it actually, like, kind of I'm thinking about this right now. It times out kind of perfectly. Like, early on in the off-season, if you, you want to get shredded, get a six-pack, whatever, you can do that for the first, like, maybe one or two months. It kind of leads you into summer, too, which kind of times out perfectly. Um, and then after that, kind of ramp up the calories. And, again, like, Will you have maximized your potential gains in the offseason? Maybe, maybe not. But if you're going to do it, if you're going to try to get lean, now would be the time to do it. Do not do that during the in-season phase. Because what does it take to get lean? It takes being in a calorie deficit. And a calorie deficit is not conducive to overall performance. So just be careful about that. 
But long story short, off season, you have a lot of freedom. Typically where you're going to see the most benefit is chasing either increased strength, speed, endurance, and also skill development is where um, the gains are really going to be going to be made during the off season, just depending on the sport. And then after the off season phase, the last phase to kind of round it out. And also like on the nutritional approach for the off season, it really just depends on the goal you're trying to achieve. So if you're trying to get stronger, build muscle, go into a calorie surplus. If you're trying to just do skill development, probably around maintenance. And if you're trying to drop some body fat, then go into a deficit. Really as simple as that. And again, like for like the step-by-step, here's exactly how much of each macro to eat. Breakdown, check out the ebook. Just link down below your name, your email, it's yours. Um, But to wrap it up, the last phase of the nutritional periodization cycle is what's called the preseason phase. And this is kind of bridging the gap between off season and in season. So you don't want to go, especially if you were in that fat loss phase during the off season, you want to get that six pack. You went and did it. You don't want to go right from there back up to your maintenance calories. Cause then you're just kind of, kind of erase the results you got. Like why, like why even do that? Um, I mean, if you get super lean, which I really just would not recommend in general, but if you get like shredded, shredded, then yeah, you're probably getting some body fat and that's fine. But like, if you got like beach lean, I would say like eight to 10% body fat, um, which I think is a decent range for most athletes, you can maintain that. And if you're going to maintain that, you don't really want to jump from your lowest deficit all the way back up to maintenance right away. So this is where preseason is helpful because it, it gives you that buffer of time to up the calories slowly, but surely so that way you're ready to go when in-season comes around. You don't have that lag time. And you also do it in a way that allows you to maintain the progress that you made over the off-season. Now, if you're already at maintenance or in a surplus, then pre-season is really easy for you. You don't really have to make many changes. Except maybe like shift the ratio of carbs to fats, get you a little bit more carbs. That could be a potential adjustment. But really the preseason phase is very helpful just to kind of batten down the hatches and make sure that everything is on point going in the season. Um, if something like if your food quality is not there, you're not eating enough food, you're in a deficit, whatever, preseason is the time to get that all fixed up and make sure you're ready to go, ready to perform once in-season rolls around. Um, so those are the four periodization cycles. And again, it, it takes some planning. It sounds like, oh my gosh, this is so much stuff. Holy crap, I don't know how I'm going to do this. But really, it's not that hard. If you think about it, a lot of the times it's going to be fairly consistent. The only major changes that you're going to see in your plan over the course of the year is during that postseason phase when you uh, pretty drastically increase the fat intake and lower the carb intake. And also potentially if you go into a deficit to try to lose some fat. Other than that, you're going to be fairly consistent throughout the year. Um, It's not going to change a ton, but again, just being clear on what those plans are, what the goal is uh, for each phase is very, very important for your success. And it gives you a much more, clearly defined metric or metrics to go off of when it comes to planning out your nutrition. And I don't know about you, but that sounds a lot more effective than just eating healthy. And again, like I map this out for you, like step by step, super easy to understand. I try to take the science and break it down in a very simple, easy to digest, no pun intended way. Um, so definitely go check out the ebook, give it a read. There's a free like video series that comes along with it as well. And also just a heads up, I'm going to be launching this four week program um, I don't know if, cause I'm recording this, I'm going to be in Italy when you're hearing this. So I don't know if I will have announced it just yet. If I didn't surprise, but I'll be doing a four week program starting September 1st. It's actually going to launch. There's a week before of like pre-work. It'll launch like, I think, uh, the 23rd or the first month, last Monday of 
of August, essentially. Yeah, there we go. Um, it's literally going to take you like step by step through the entire process of like applying all these principles. So it's one thing to hear me talk in the podcast. It's another to go read the book for free. You'll have all the information, but the final step is really just applying it. And this is where that four week program is really going to shine because it's going to teach you, it's going to wrap everything up in a nice little box with a ribbon on it. So you can actually take all that information from the book and apply it in your own life. Because look, the reality is a lot of athletes are gonna read that book. I'm like, oh, that sounds cool. That sounds so sick. I'm gonna go and do it. But then they don't go and do it. And it's really the accountability aspect of it. Like during the four-week program, you'll have me and there's gonna be like 30, 35 other athletes in there. I'm capping it at that just to keep it, keep the quality there because I don't wanna take on too many people at once so I can't give you the individual attention. Because even though it's a group, you're getting individual attention. And really, this is the easiest way to foolproof your athletic success in terms of performance. Um, I know a lot of you guys will have seasons starting in like November, December, whatever. And getting in September will help kind of supercharge you going into that season. So I would highly recommend uh, considering it. But this isn't a sales pitch this is a podcast. You guys know free stuff. Just want to put that on your radar. And again, that might have been like the, the least organized like announcement ever. If I haven't announced it yet, if I have, cool. I guess I did a good job. But uh, I'm just putting on the finishing touches on that. So definitely be on the lookout for that. And I'll let you guys know when that will be uh, kind of official. As of right now, September 1st is when I plan on it. Uh, we're just going to keep you guys updated. But that pretty much wraps it up. Hopefully the concept of nutritional periodization kind of makes sense now. Really, it's the same thing. Like if you've ever periodized your training, you've had different phases of your training, it's the same thing with your nutrition. That's just the way to think about it. Um, so let me know if you have any questions. Again, go go get the book, go give it a read, kind of learn how to apply this, and then uh, be on the lookout for that program to actually really solidify it. And then, uh, yeah, we'll go from there. So as always, I appreciate your time. I appreciate you tuning in to the podcast and, uh, and hearing me ramble on about this stuff. But uh, hopefully have a great rest of your day. Hopefully this was helpful, and I will talk to you soon.